On this episode of 1.21 Gigawatts, we'll be treated to some quality nerd rock music live in the studio from the men of H2Awesome. And my son Scott returns to the show to help me excavate a giant mystery box of comic books, right in time for the holidays. Now straight from Aunt Peru's kitchen at the Lars Moisture Farm, this is 1.21 Gigawatts! Hey there, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts, episode number 11 for December 2016. I'm your host, Brad Barton. This podcast is meant to shine a spotlight on the aspects of geek pop culture that I think are cool and noteworthy and should be celebrated. I'm referring to movies, TV, comics, games, theme parks, and more. If all that sounds good to you, you are in the right place. And I intend to do that not only by bringing you interviews with the creators of said nerdly awesomeness, but also with a series of rotating segments and features that take a deep dive into a specific geeky topic. As you're listening to this episode, it's entirely possible that you're in the middle of preparing for the holidays and running around like a crazy person gathering gifts for your friends and family. For the record, my desk could really use some Star Wars Funko Pop figures. Thanks so much for asking, you're so nice! My son Scott and I kicked off our holiday shopping with the Black Friday deal to end all Black Friday deals. A mystery box of comic books for only $5, courtesy of a little shop of comics in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. You know, I've always wanted to try an unboxing video on the show. You know, those YouTube segments where someone busts open a new toy or a box of Magic the Gathering cards to see what's inside. And I finally get my chance, but you know, without the video. Unboxing audio, baby! Let's begin. It's the holiday season once again, and what could be more exciting for comic book enthusiasts to find a big box full of comics, who knows what's in there, uh, awaiting them on Christmas morning or for Hanukkah or for whatever you choose to be celebrating. And that is exactly the situation that my son Scott and I find ourselves in right now. Say hello, Scott. Hello. Because we have just taken advantage of uh, one of the craziest Black Friday sales in all the nation, which comes courtesy of uh, one of our favorite comic book stores. It's called A Little Shop of Comics. And if you go back a few episodes of the podcast, you can actually find an interview with the uh, owner of A Little Shop of Comics, Steve Olson. Um, He continues to be a marketing genius because one of his techniques for bringing in customers on Black Friday is to have a box of comics, a grab bag box of comics, which, let's see, how would you describe this? How big is this box, Scott? Wonderful. I'll t- <laughs> you mean you can't um, um, immediately calculate distances in your mind? This is a, a box from uh, Diamond Distributors, so uh, clearly they've got a bunch of these empty boxes sitting around in their store somewhere. Um, it is very heavy, so we know that it is jam-packed full. We have no idea what's inside. And inspired by the uh, many unboxing videos on the internet, uh, we're going to have our own unboxing audio, which I appreciate you're not going to see what's in here, but you will be able to hear the uh, gasps of delight, <laughs> uh, hopefully, as Scott and I unpack this thing. Scott, what are you hoping to see inside this box? Uh, Walt Disney Comics, something like Donald Duck or something, Uncle Scrooge maybe. Okay, um, let's see what's in here. So I know that when we uh, were getting it, one of the people said, there might be adult content in here, so 
who knows if it's going to be kid friendly or more for grownups or whatever, but uh, we'll, we'll see. In either case, for $5, you cannot go wrong with this. All right, so here we go. We've got an X-Acto knife. We're going to open up this box. This is, again, sort of a smallish cardboard box, but I'll bet everything is sort of double stacked in here um, so that we've got two columns of comics. Can you hear that? That is the sound of an X-Acto knife doing its thing. Ooh, we've broken the seal. All right. I was really careful so like I don't accidentally cut like Fantastic Four number one right on the top. Do I need to make a deeper cut? Here we go. Oh my lord, there's a lot of comics in here. I cannot believe this. This is already the best deal I've ever experienced in 30 years of collecting comics. Um, all right, so let's go through here. We're not going to uh, go into too much detail, but right out of the gate, we're looking at um, a Superman DC book uh, and a Marvel book in the other column, which I don't even know what this is. Alpha, big time? I have no idea what that is. So the point is we're not like immediately looking at really obscure publishers or anything. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll flip through some of here. Hey, it's Nova. Oh, Nova number one, no less. All right, another Batman and Robin, cool. Army of Darkness from Dynamite. So this looks like a zombie with a chainsaw. I guess that's mine. The Defenders. This is not super current, I think. This is, we're actually getting into some older stuff as well. Um, Mystic from CrossGen. So some of these are current. Some of them are not. Some of them are bagged and boarded. So that makes me think that these guys are actually also going through... Um, their back issues and clearing out stock a little bit. Identity disc. I have this actually. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're definitely going through the old stock because now we've come across Checkmate number three. This is from June 1988, um, which I might actually own from when I was collecting comics in high school. Holy cow. So you might be getting a bigger stack of your mm. stuff just because I already own some of these. Yes. Yes. Um, here, why don't you tell us what's going on in this column as we flip through? Just some titles. Batman The Return, Guardians cool of the Galaxy number 0 0.1. <laughs> wow, that's there's a lot of math involved there. Another Superman. Number one of The Finite, The Infinite. The Infinite from Image. Firearm. Oh geez, this is the uh, this is Ultraverse. So this is also, I think, kind of an older one, if for no other reason, because it's a forty-page special, but it only costs two dollars and fifty cents. So you know that's from back in the day, and it has an ad for a Terminator Two video game in the front. 1993. So nineteen ninety-three, Ministry of Space, Warren Ellis from Image. That's pretty cool. Here's some Sandman that looks like they're cleaning out of the archives from ninety-four. So this is cool. This is not just as we're flipping through here, I was I was sort of wondering about what this sale was about, if this is their uh, reason to clear stock, like if they overpurchased or something during the course of the year, but, and you know, and seeing like, so this box is gonna be full of random issues of Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur that, you know, didn't sell or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, it's probably a little bit of that and probably a lot of back issues, maybe that they just wanna move out. And here's it, Transformers. Um, I'll try to go through here a little bit, a little bit faster. Some Marvel Knights stuff. Here's the Flash. Here's more Transformers and GI Joe. Oh, now we're hitting a big pocket of Transformers. What if the rest of the box is nothing but Transformers? 
which, which it might be. We're, we're hitting about 10 Transformers in a row. Oh, boy. All right. Well, it's a very Transformers Christmas all of a sudden here. All right, good. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness we hit something. Transformers. Nothing against Transformers. Transformers are fine. Maybe it's a good read, but that was a lot of Transformers. Some stuff from CrossGen. Here is Rogue, a Rogue limited series. She just looks just like her movie version of Rogue in there. Yep, that's for the grown-ups. <laughs> um, oh, here's Spawn from Image. Um, okay, so we continue to live mostly in the back issues here. Some Mutant Next, some Sabretooth, some Robocop. Purgatory from Chaos, the Rawhide Kid, what the... Even the Lash Can comics. All right, much more Rawhide Kid, Rawhide Kid. Here's some Star Trek, Next Generation. That's kind of cool. And we still, even at this point, I feel like we're a quarter of the way through the box. So we'll go a little bit faster here. Star Trek, The Imperfects from Marvel. Here's some more Star Trek. This is pretty cool. So this is uh, not bad. There's a there's a fair amount of obscure Marvel-y stuff. Oh, Promethea from America's Best Comics. Um, Knights of the Dinner Table. I hear good things about that. Uh, I've never read it before, but I have a feeling that you're going to be digging that one. Justice League. Here's some more Nova. Yeah, so, my gosh, this is probably more back issue stuff the mask of zorro based on the blockbuster <gasps> film you know the blockbuster film mask of zorro from back in the day a fair amount of marvel knights stuff oh my gosh i know this is old this is a, a comic called uh, ash from event comics it is actually packed with a trading card in it yes. you see scott back in the day they used to pack with trading cards the good old days the good old days they just don't make them like they used to Maybe not. You actually are a bit of a, a, turning into a bit of an 80s enthusiast with pop culture, aren't you, anyways? Definitely. So some of this stuff might appeal to you, actually. Oh. Now, I have heard, uh, not to take away anything from this deal, because this is remarkable. I mean, already the, the street value of this thing is hundreds of dollars. This is hundreds and hundreds of bucks wow. worth of comics which, again, we got for $5. So the, the coolest thing about uh, the Nine Rings of Wu-Tang. Sure, yeah. Hey, Wu-Tang enthusiasts, this is for you. Um, that looks like ODB fighting a big old werewolf monster. Um, the, this is really a great sort of uh, grab bag. Like The best way almost to think of this is um, the Outsiders from DC is almost as a as a sampler. Like you're going into this having no clue what's going to be in here, and indeed, I don't know if we're going to see anything that was really on our wish list, other than a lot of like, wow, I, that's cool, that's cool. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Ultimate Handbook of the Ultimate Marvel Universe, something I probably would never buy, but considering we just got it for about a nickel, I'll take it. Star Trek Voyager. More DC, Ugh, more zombie-looking dudes. All right, so we're uh, about halfway through at this point and uh, seeing a lot of fun DC stuff. The point is we have really made out like bandits. I know when they began this promotion years ago, it was actually literally a long box full of 
comics that you didn't know what it was for $5. So I think that it has shifted slightly over time. They've come to their senses slightly and realized that that is the deal of the century. So now instead we're just getting the deal of the decade with a box of, of this size. So um, Scott and I are going to continue rifling through this. We're about halfway through. You get the idea. Lots of back issues, a lot of uh, DC and Marvel as well as some independent publishers. So uh, this is going to take us... Um, weeks to read all this. How long do you think? Six months. Six months. Well, that's fine. If it's six months, that means that then that'll just give us another six months to look forward to the next time. So um, if by the time you're hearing this, it's too late for you, I'm afraid, friends, uh, because this was a Black Friday deal um, to be uh, rivaled for the ages. This is a good one. But if you find yourself in the New Jersey area come Black Friday 2017 and beyond, then once again, a little shop of comics is a place that you want to be. Get yourself in line and don't miss out on this. Oh my gosh, there's more Marvel. Here's Heroes Reborn and Return and Inhumans. Oh, we got some comics to read. Bye-bye, everyone. Goodbye. Ultimately, Scott and I sifted through 130 comic books. Since the whole box cost us $5, that means that each book worked out to roughly 38 cents each. And for comic book fans willing to try out some new titles, that made it the best Christmas ever. Even if you've only listened to one episode of this podcast in the past, you're at least a little familiar with the nerd rock stylings of H2Awesome. Because they wrote the Rantastic 1.21 Gigawatts theme song. Jeff LaGreca, John Price, and Charlie LaGreca represented the group and visited the podcast studios back in October on their way to New York Comic Con 2016 and the After Hours event, Rock Comic Con. And they brought their guitars with them. You know what that means. They've written such tunes as the Doctor Who inspired love song, Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey, Uncle Owen, as if performed by a moody teen Luke Skywalker, and Carl Stay in the House, which single-handedly makes the slower pace of The Walking Dead Season 2 totally worth it. <laughs> and did they write and perform the theme song to this very podcast? Yes, they did! They are nerd rock band H2Awesome. Gentlemen, welcome to 1.21. <laughs> I feel like I want to applaud for us. I yeah, think you I should. I am from the time stream. I am applauding as well. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know what that means. Uh, um, oh, someone so from the future. We've rebranded ourselves. We're now called a nerd band supreme. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, I didn't agree. And with that. when we wear dresses, we are called the nerd band supremes. <laughs> that is. Charlie, both. leave. Charlie has to leave first. Stop. That's. Good um, from both uh, a, a wardrobe perspective yes. as well as a Taco Bell perspective. <laughs> when you're offering, when exactly. you're when you're ordering nerd rock do, off of the value meal, we do make people get salmonella. So yes, it is something that we do. We yes. give it to them yeah. just uh, hearing yeah. our music. Yeah. We we'll oh. give you salmonella. That's nice, and, and that's our show. Yeah, he's a good friend of ours, Salmonella. Sal, come on. All right. <laughs> okay, so so just so everyone out there in podcast land can connect some names to voices, I'm going to introduce you one at a time. Time in no particular order, except for the order I already wrote down on this paper. On lead guitar, Mr. John Price. Hello. Give it up. That is me. That's John's voice uh, right there. From the time stream. That, is me. that was not John. <laughs> no. On vocals, guitar, piano, and probably some other stuff, Jeff LaGreca. <laughs> He's not actually talking. Jeff, I, that's me. I, <laughs> I was listening to you. you I were. was like enraptured by your I, delivery. I get that a lot. And by a lot, I mean twice. Uh, and on vocals and nose flute, Charlie LaGreca. And shaker. 
And shake And harmonica. Oh, my God. And, and ukulele. And wardrobe. And wardrobe. <laughs> no, wardrobe really is it. All Let's right. be honest. And wardrobe. Charlemagne LaVega. <laughs> and this is Charlemagne from the future. <laughs> Decorations Charlie committee. Charlie is in so many time streams right now. <laughs> now, I know I'm, I'm leaving off some band members, but they're not here, so how devoted are they really? No. <laughs> <laughs> One's going to be on a flight. Really? Yeah, and another one's going to be on a flight. We have so many, we have people. We have our we have H two Awesome and H two Awesome Light. Light. <laughs> so we have, of course, our original band members are Greg Z Hentner and Matt Van Meter, and we love them. Yeah. And however, we're all in different places, so we're all trying right. to. It's hard for us to. Leave so we them. see what rehearsal will allow, <laughs> and how early we're you know where we're at in the world playing, and then. But in the meantime, we have some beautiful. Who are they, Jeff? People sitting in with us. Um, Ian Smith. Um, he is beautiful. And Ms. Suzanne Slade. Ah, she's also beautiful. Slade killing it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of sitting in and that they're so they're not they're not uh, Slade's like the all purpose power tool. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I think the name you're looking for is Steel Grip Starkey. Steel Grip Starkey. <laughs> Steel so Grip sorry. Slade. If you read comics in the eighties, you're not still sure. not one of Brad's favorite comics. Not going I know, know it is. Reference. But those guys are definitely uh, amazing musicians, and, and they're subbing in for for yeah, New York Comic Con. We, we're for sort of, I don't even know anymore if it's subbing in as much as we have like extended members. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or something. Yeah. Right? It's and, like and the Elks Lodge. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and both of them obviously play in Daenerys and the Targaryens, which is a right. Game of Thrones band that Jeff and I also play in. Yeah, which yeah. is a really and um, by Elks Lodge, yeah. by the way, I meant really old people who <laughs> served in World War II play with us. Charlie That's is good. in the, the Elks Lodge time stream. <laughs> we'll see if people are still listening after like dealing with Charlie's shenanigans in the first like what ten minutes. The best part of this so far is that it's going to be really easy to edit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Brad it's just not hung his head in shame just I'm, for our viewing audience. It's okay. Listening no, audience I don't want you to behave. Brad is, hung his head in shame. This is why you This is why I flew you in personally. <laughs> personally, he did. Denver, All right, so amazing. so let's cover the full disclosure portion of the interview first. I have been lucky enough to know you guys, especially Jeff and Charlie for almost ready no 20 years no wow. are you serious roughly 20 years wow I think oh my god wow we... so that which also puts us in the Elks Lodge <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, right we are actually the Elks Lodge members right so so we performed improv together at Gotham City Improv here in oh, New you York give everybody our history I, yeah. this is the quick version and we performed comedy acapella across the nation yeah we the did award winning group uh, minimum wage but I realize I don't necessarily know the full story of how H2 Awesome specifically came together, so I want to hear the origin story. Yeah. Let's begin. Jeff and Charlie, when did you two first meet? <laughs> uh, what's Charlie? I was about four. No, I was three. And Charlie was the screaming mogwai that yeah, came out I of was. my mother's So no mom. difference. No difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a screaming So it was just act natural. Our first performances were ventriloquism, weren't they? Seriously. <laughs> were they? Yeah, yeah I think we did ventriloquism. You did the ventriloquism. Jeff was ahead of the times. He was the first interracial ventriloquist. He was a white man. <laughs> With a black ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> the very first person to oh, bridge the Breaking racial barriers. Over barrier. Jeff. Breaking barriers. Yeah. Give it up. Jeff had a black wow. ventriloquist doll. And show him how amazing. you talk, Jeff. I don't remember. I was, I, my voice was about... No, it's about the same. I was like 11 or something. I, do you nice, remember any so. of your jokes? Yeah. Okay, tell one. Um, one you was, I had a drink. No, it was very clean. <laughs> it was for this yeah. thing. Um, I had a joke that was... Last night I had a dream. All night long I dreamed I was eating shredded wheat. 
when I woke up, half the mattress was gone. Yes! <laughs> that was Jeff's first writing and, and that was amazing. Your lips weren't moving at all. At all. <laughs> Everyone, Jeff's lips were not moving you know at all. Funny and your guitar was drinking water at the same <laughs> so way. weird. Because so it was, you know, you're a little kid. You don't know what you're doing. And uh, they had a microphone out there, and I was very quiet. And they, the audience couldn't hear me. But I specifically remember this. One of the Dernford brothers. I don't oh, Dernford they're brothers. They're very good. They're really good. They're playing Vegas there. now. <laughs> but he was running tech. And the teacher said, and I made Cody fingers when I said tech. And the uh, and running. one of the teachers said, they can't hear him put the microphone up to his mouth. So he took the microphone and he held it up to the, to dummy. the dummy's mouth. Because that's how good Jeff was. <laughs> Nailed it to the dummy's wow. mouth. That is amazing. Um, by the way, Jeff's lips still have not moved. <laughs> Never. Never. They're not going to move this whole time. They're not podcast. moving this whole time. So when what, was Minimum Wage sort of the first time that you guys married comedy and music? Like, was that sort of an evolutionary stepping stone to Age Too Awesome? Or is that mm. you know, it was wildly overselling? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I think so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. We were just ingesting what we liked in the world in minimum wage, right? Which you knew, sure. which was just things yeah. that were fun for us, which was our little geek references. And, and the, how the and times on. have changed. I mean, because I'm old. How the and times the have changed. the thing is, though, that like when we were doing minimum wage, geek culture wasn't cool. No. And so we'd have all these geek references and only a very specific, as you call it, the yeah, three percenters true. or something would get it. Right. And... So we'd have these jokes in there that were really fun and that we loved all the really geeky references and mm -hmm. the Superman references and blah, blah, and Star Wars, you know. And most of the time people wouldn't get it because it was all covered over this acapella with this burger theme. And so we, you know, that was kind of the thing that we loved. And it's funny because I found pictures on Facebook. I posted them and I found one of our old postcards and it was done like a Star Wars toy. Oh, wow. Yeah, we did one way back in the day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, everybody does stuff like that now, but like... That was kind of cool. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The other day, Jeff and I saw someone else doing trading cards with the stats of characters or whatever, and we were like, God, we were doing we were doing that way back before everyone else. <laughs> back in 1933. They, anyway, that's th that's that. But H2 Awesome, to lead into your question, uh, Governor Pence, um, <laughs> is, uh, is, is uh, was... There's that. Great H2 again. Awesome was actually started when John Price and I were roommates. Yeah, yep, there we and go. And we were hanging out, sitting on our one bed, because we lived in a one-bedroom <laughs> flat. It was a shack. It was like a was shack. We I all lived the under bed. the bed. Yeah, uh, for warmth. You know, we couldn't yeah. afford heat. Um, yeah. Um, no, I remember actually really clearly, so Jeff and I and Charlie had performed a song that Jeff had written years ago on Cologne, which we've since recorded and sort of shifted the arrangement a little bit since, but Jeff wrote a long time ago, and we performed that at Arlington's Grocery years and years ago, and it was always really fun, but it was my first time playing music on stage, so it was really nerve-wracking for me, but uh, I remember specifically coming home from being away from New York for a few days, and just telling Jeff, like, we should just start this band now, because we've been kind of talking about it for a while, and we were just, we'll just do it now, because it seems like it'd be fun, and... Um, uh, and we just wanted to be very nerdy because there wasn't a lot of nerdy bands out there really there You know, there was the big ones, you know They might be giants obviously been around for a long time But not a lot of people doing these like direct reference sort of yeah. uh, things. no one had broken out really. Yeah. yeah And so we all sort of just got together and all we had was uncle Owen. We didn't have anything else and uh, We just got, we together got together with some friends Matt, Matt a friend of mine that I used to work with and yeah. this guy Kurt uh, Kurt Beeg who was playing drums for us, and yeah. uh, we just screwed around in the studio a bunch and ended up writing a bunch of songs and didn't really have a plan, didn't expect to play shows. We were just doing it for fun for a long time, and then ended Remember up writing four or five songs. Remember we kind of improvised a little bit in, in rehearsals, yeah. and I would oftentimes 
sort of start adding a lyric and we would come up with something like Ben Grimm was really cool how it was so organic mm-hmm. and uh, um, but then I went home and really refined the lyrics from just kind of a mess around tape but then we brought well Munchkin. basically I they decided oh, they were talk. like oh Charlie's gonna, gonna talk <laughs> watch out Charlie watch out talk. here it comes um, <laughs> no uh, they basically realized in the rehearsal process there was no one jumping around like an idiot and breaking people's equipment right and so yeah. they said and smashing people in the teeth with microphones yeah, and they yeah. said you know this band needs that and True so stories. I got the call True stories all nice um, Charlie added a really fun element I don't know what it is. Yet. <laughs> no, 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 we're, we're still wondering. It we're will be identified wondering. at a later date. Eight years later, we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, I love one of the thing, first things that somebody said when we played our first gig was at New York Comic Con about 2008. Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it 2008? Maybe a little yeah. bit late. It might have been nine. It was 2009. Was it? Was, um, was it? Yeah. But um, one of the guys from Comic Geek Spe- Speak, <laughs> Comic Geek Speak, I can say it, Brian Deemer said, just had never seen us. Really, nobody had. And we had just a really fun show, but he said something really nice, which was like he compared us to like what it must have felt like when the Ramones or somebody came on because it was just this new sort of geek thing with music. energy. And, and that was cool. It was really nice to have somebody say something like that. But the thing that he did kind of touch on, which I thought was cool, is Charlie was kind of like this nerdy version of Iggy Pop, you know? And, and, uh, Except with all these weird references, so that was kind of cool, you know. So he added that to it. Um, that, but yeah. he's only a temporary member. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a temporary. <laughs> eight years, and we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon. So eight years later, then you you guys have released a bunch of singles and the 18 track LP Zero Charisma, all killer, no filler. <laughs> do you know what that reference is from? Zero Charisma? Yeah, it's a it's like a gaming. Yeah, thing, but do you know what right? movie it's from? The quote. Just because um, you're such a geek. Yeah, but this is going to be like the moment I'm revealed. Zero charisma. Not. What is I'll it? I'll give you a hint. The initials are E T. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's right. That's right. That's right. When Zero charisma. At the Zero beginning, charisma. when they're all playing D and D around the yeah, table, like, like yeah, exactly. You stay here, Mom. We'll check it out. <laughs> right. right. But it was D and D before that. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Absolutely D and D. But I, I, I was just because Brad knows so many movie quotes. So I was like, oh, I bet Brad knows. I know them all. <laughs> do do you guys have of of all of those tunes now? And we've talked about a few of them. Do you have favorites to perform? And I ask that not as the most like cliche question I could possibly ask a band, <laughs> but but because you guys do such crazy, ridiculous stuff live that I'd almost think you'd be like waiting for like. Here comes the song with the giant Hulk hands. (laughs) This is the one where Charlie's gonna stage dive. So are are there ones you're like, I cannot wait for Uncle Owen because of blank or anything Mm. along those lines? Mm. That's a good question. I, I, you know, it's funny. We've, we've, we've put out one record and we've written songs since then and have not collected those. And I think everyone always says like the newest things are their favorite things to play because they're the newest. But I do think that in terms of old songs, Uncle Owen's really fun to play because watching the yeah. crowd response. Uh, but I love playing, currently, is Lenore, which is not on our record, is my favorite to play. It's a very short song. It's like maybe two minutes max. But it's just this driving thing, and it it's really fun to play because a lot of people don't know the reference necessarily. It's an indie comic, Lenore. Who, who, mm-hmm. Do you know who wrote that? Do you remember who wrote that? Roman Dirge. Right. Roman uh, Dirge. But it's just a beautiful, fun, old-school punk rock song. And I think, and it's, it doesn't go where you expect it to go. Like, it's not really verse, chorus, verse, chorus necessarily. And so mm-hmm. I think that song 
it's very emotional my, too. It's yeah, got a good yeah. emotional line to it. Yeah, it's my favorite song I think to play. I so, like yeah. Red Shirts for the crowd because right. the crowd always screams Red Shirts, and I think that's probably the song people know most. It's so much fun. And then, um, and then <laughs> I did have this is something. a podcast. Be glad you did oh, not. Oh, I love Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya uh, is yeah, really fun. I look fun. forward to that song because. The crowd really love. It's all. I just love when the crowd gets involved and um, does shouts back at you. And so we have a great line from that movie, which we scream. We slowly build to a big yeah. crescendo, and the crowd gets into it, and it's fun to jump around. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, I, um, Planet of the Apes is always really fun to me. The complete Planet of the Apes. And that's your favorite because I just think it's really fun because it's that epic sort of seventies stick style yeah. rock. You know where it's like. Stadium rock. Yeah, and it's just overly dramatic, and that's kind of silly. And, and Jeff I, managed to put in every single reference from yeah. the original novel by Boulet. <laughs> by Pierre Boulet. The, the cartoon on Saturday. <laughs> the cartoon on <laughs> Saturday, John. <laughs> wow. Amigo figure line. There you go. Um, um, the well, figure line. Uh, I want to throw it back to you. What You've seen us several times, Brad. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite song? Oh, well, oh, hot seat. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Have, we, have you seen Frodo Fredo yet? Uh, I don't Lord know if I've seen Frodo Fredo live. Okay. I have seen it on the YouTubes. Got it. The YouTubes. Uh, play it the live YouTube version on the YouTubes. Yeah. Um, uh, and that played really, really well. Yeah. I yeah. You know, it's it's funny. This is weird, and now we're just going, we're climbing into my own personal history, but um, I f- feel really, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of Uncle Owen. Yeah, I wonder why. But I'm wildly it, biased because a re-lyriced version of was, everything about my life clearly is a re-lyriced version of a of a H2O. Was, song. And in the case of Uncle Owen, Brad and Lulu, yeah. like night and day. One. No, but we sang that at someone's wedding. One, yes, I'll be your hand. Did you really sing that yeah. song? Yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. Yeah, a real lyric oh, version man, of that song. Oh man, now I feel like a chump because I don't remember. Because Brad's such a big I, Star Wars fan, I, it made sense. It was like he's such a big Star Wars fan. We're gonna re lyric. But our... there wasn't a lo- whole lot of Star Wars in that version, I other than the R two D two solo in yeah. the middle, <laughs> no, nose flute solo during so, my wedding. It's like a song about like Russian politics in the twenties, and then still a nose flute R two D two solo in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> that was the theme of our wedding. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could perfect, imagine. Perfect. Actually, yeah, yeah. to my to this day, your guy's wedding is still my. Time favorite wedding. It was yeah, just such a, coming from a guy who just got stomping. hitched. That's, yeah. true, that's, true, that's wow. a great point. Oh, Amy shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, oh, I didn't. Sorry, but Amy. my wedding doesn't count, right? That's automatically. Like, yeah, and that, that's no, a, the totally, good backtracking. That's totally a good save, man. Good save. <laughs> yeah, you sound like Donald Trump right now. Totally <laughs> All right, no, so so we're talking about the music. Let's hear some tunes because those yeah. out there in Podcastia, Podcastia. That's, that's the imaginary place where people live. Podcastia. Um, they're they're listening to how. Awesome, in fact, because that's the name of the band. Um, how H2 awesome y'all are, but I want actual proof at this point. Rock their socks, and that song might be, I don't know what. What Wait, song do you want to hear? Do you want to play Uncle Owen? Just since we were just talking about it, do you want yeah, to do that? Yeah, sure. Let's do a little bit of Uncle A little bit of Uncle Owen? Okay. Sure. How much post production do you do? You do a lot, huh? Hey, let's talk shop, guys. Hey, let's talk about the shop. <laughs> Uncle Owen, you're not my dad. Moisture farming can suck my nads. I wanna go where the planets are green. 
Far away from the dusty dunes of Tatooine I wanna go downtown to Tashi Station Down where the skyhoppers ride Smoking wampa weed and getting busy Shut them all, baby I got in touch with my dark side Yeah! Uncle! Owen, get me out of this place Hormones are raging And I wanna suck some face Feeling pretty desperate For a brunette or a blonde Beggars can't be choosers I took a Jawa to the prom I wanna go downtown to Touch station Down past that old pod racing course free basing do back tongue with twilight cancer shut them all baby got just the dark side of my force r2d2 solo would we'll be right here that was the solo that's where the solo would go <laughs> right here we'll put it in post <laughs> yeah green screen right put it in brad may do it bad on his best r2 <laughs> binary suns Well, all my friends are out in space and they're drinking really and from or they're on a starship in a fleet of some rebellion discussing imperial politics with some princess from Alderaan Uncle Owen How am I supposed to cope? You gotta help me, Ben Kenobi Man, you're my only hope I'm just gonna get in my land speeder, baby, and fly so far away. But Uncle Owen keeps telling me to stay, 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 stay. Say, please, please, please do not go. Milk that's blue. Yeah! Teleport me off this crummy asteroid. I stepped in Bonkapoo and got a sissy for a droid. I wanna go downtown to Touchy Station. Down where the sky hoppers ride. I got in touch with my dark side, yeah! yeah. Shut them all, baby! I got in touch with my dark side, yeah! Come on yeah. now, Earth! Shut them all, baby! I got in touch with my dark side, yeah! Darling, 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 Like Rat and Lou.
no. The smile <laughs> off my face right now. Uh-huh. I kept so wanting excited. you to sing with us because uh, you're so good I was very singer. tempted. It was right there. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> want, I didn't want to sully the genius. <laughs> so um, as we record this interview, you guys are about 48 hours away from Rock Comic Con. Wow! Uh, oh, the New York Rock Comic Con 10. Rock Comic Con 10. Good yep. Lord. The new uh, Nerd Rock Music Festival and yet presented only our by. seventh year. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> How is that possible? Math is because not Because in the future, chance, you can jump back, Brad Bachman. There it is. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, so that's of course, is in conjunction with New York Comic Con 2016, but you're even doing a panel like 24 hours from now, so that's time travelers indeed. This is where the yeah. time traveler yeah. really needs this to This is where you Come go on back, back and look. check this out. Maybe but go on the YouTubes and see if you can view the... Maybe yeah. somebody uh, will record it on yeah. future recording devices. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> on I, I don't think that it is a stretch to say that the fi- that the show was face-meltingly good. I think we can agree. It was really good. Oh, it was good. amazing, It was the best dude. one. So, uh, so, so you, tell us. Well, we came back from the dead. It was weird. He was there. We rose yeah. their spirits. Yeah. Yeah. We did yeah. rose. Yeah. It's um, true. Yeah. We should give a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to Matt Wazowski yeah. at New York Comic Con. Yes. He has been so, so great. A great to us and such a champion for us. And also a shout-out to... Um, all of the people, Brian, all the people on his crew that have just mm-hmm. helped us with, with panels and with, you know, uh, just just supporting us, trying to support us in this. They're really great because, yeah. you know, we started Rock Comic Con um, right at the beginning of New York Comic Con. There weren't any other comic, even across the nation at the time, like this sounds cheesy, but there wasn't a lot of after stuff for the geeks to do. Oh, outside so, of like San Diego, right? Outside like of San Diego, Diego right. Stuff right. Going on, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like San Diego. And even yeah. that was like all these parties and things like that. But like, was there anything really that was being cultivated for just the fans? Like, hey, come out and hang with us and do something right. after the show? Because most people would just go home. And so um, we started doing that. And as New York Comic Con grew, they started noticing how helpful that was to have those events, you know, and things like that. Mm. So they created New York Comic Con Presents that, um, that we're now part of. And there's only like 15 shows or so that are... Uh, yeah, part of that after kind of mm-hmm. uh, production and they it was really cool because when they first wrote us they said hey your name kept coming up because everyone seems to know Rock Comic Con from uh, you know its initial beginning so that was really yeah, cool yeah 2009 so yeah. seven years ago yeah, yeah. which is crazy to so that's pretty about. neat yeah. that's awesome so we're very and, grateful yeah. to them and yeah. who who else is playing it? see in a way I do want to talk about this even though even though people are going to miss <coughs> if you hear this you're not going to see the 2016 <coughs> show but right. The fact that it's also cyclical yeah. in my mind, like it's gonna happen again next year or the year yeah, after that, yeah. it's gonna happen. So, yeah. um, and who else? So, who else is playing the bill this year? Uh, well, one of our really, really good friends, Kirby Crackle, uh, uh, Kyle Stevens, who started that band years and years ago. We played with them several times. We toured with them a few mm-hmm. years ago. Um, such a great support, you know, him to us and us to them. I think you know we been just really good buds for a really long time and so really excited that he's coming back and playing uh mm-hmm. with us there um again because they played the very first rock comic con they played a couple here and there um so it's super exciting that they're coming back and they invited us out to crackle fest which was right fast. And, yeah and, and seattle which was really yeah. fun um and then uh my dark little corner um which is greg zahentner's new band who you know he played drums with us and uh so and that kind of sprung out of the band. improv scene here right yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bunch yeah. of improv folks. Yeah, it's kind of like um, punk improv. Kind they're of really stuff. fun, and really funny and weird, and they, it's, they're kind of like an angry teenager kind of. And yeah. Kirby Crackle, I just backtrack for a minute. They have a lot of great videos, so if you're listening, go look them up. They have some really fun, cool videos, and if you're a geek, they do a lot of amazing references yeah. um, and stuff like that. And, and Greg was part of H2 Awesome and also <coughs> Fortress of Attitude. Fortress, Fortress of Attitude. Which also played amazing. the very first yeah. Comic Con. Another yeah. great geek band. Yeah. And then, of course, the filling out the bill, 
Well, um, we have a DJ for the first time this year, DJ yeah. Steven Patalo with yep. music video Time Machine. That's going to be really fun. Yep. And then, of course, Daenerys and the Targaryens right. is just... All Game of Thrones all the rock time. created <laughs> by very them. very fun. Actually, they're incredible. Suzanne Slade They are incredible. That, that right, so. right. And, and I don't know who she... Like, she seems really I, I right. was I was going to say, well, a couple of years ago, two years ago, I guess when you guys were here last time, and 1.21 gigawatts was a mere video Baby. blog or a vlog, if you will. <laughs> um, I had the privilege, actually, of having some really quick interviews with, with Kyle from Kirby Crackle. Oh, yeah, you and, did. And Suzanne. Harry from, and the Potters. From Daenerys. Yeah. Um, maybe. Or the... the uh, mm, mm, Nerd math rock. Oh yeah, yeah, math band. Math band. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and and of course uh, they were all awesome. Um, yeah. So amazing, in fact, that uh, it would probably be worth marrying one of them if you had the chance, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably. If you had the chance, who would I choose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm of, of those two. And, and I know that I know that Rock Comic Con also helps support a worthy organization, does it oh, not? And our this wallets. Year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very worthy. Our Artist wallets. Artist wallets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also Camp Comic Book. I want to hear yeah. about. Yeah. Yes. Comic book. Yeah. So, you know, I um, founded the Denver Comic Con, co-founder of the Denver Comic Con, and out of that I had created a literacy project called A Comic Book Classroom. Um, and in my newest endeavors with, with um, creating other cool stuff, because we're all nerds and geeks and love all this culture and stuff, um, I still wanted to give back whatever projects we, we all want to give back, whatever projects we do. And so we've created... Um, Camp Comic Book, which is an actual getaway, a sleepy getaway Ooh. for kids. <laughs> you can send your kids away for good. Yeah. <laughs> and not worry about them. <laughs> right. Don't no, have to worry about it's them. It's basically Hunger Games. In a good way for good. I was going to say, it's Hunger Games meets comics meets <laughs> literacy. No, I'm just joking. I'm, that's what I'm saying. One kid will make it out alive. But they will have a really great experience. They'll be really smart. Like not to go on it again. We think it's a really original premise. <laughs> um, no, but truthfully, just nice. joking, everyone. Hopefully, you have some humor in your life, um, <laughs> um, and don't think, take things literally. But truly, it is. Um, we've um, arranged for a camp to happen um, outside of Loveland, Colorado. Just in the, it's like in this beautiful little valley and mountain uh, town outside of that piece of property, like twenty five hundred acres, um, where the kids will go away for a week. And it will be a camp, a traditional camp in the sense of the sense of the word, but it will be um, paid for and provided by the donations <coughs> and, and profits that we raise up. And we'll send underprivileged urban inner city kids who usually probably most likely haven't ever camped. And they'll get to go experience this for a week. And through the process of all the different activities they'll be doing at the camp, they will also have four hours a day dedicated to making comics. Also a certain period of time reading comics and kind of then interpreting their experience or their life or whatever through drawing each day, and by the end, hopefully they'll each have like a four-page mini-comic or something, we'll combine them all and kind of tell their story. And then as the years go on, we're hoping to build that project. This first year for the pilot program, we're looking to get seven to 15 kids at most. And um, and um, I'm working with two great teachers out of the Denver Public School System, um, uh, Phil Emma and Andrea Rosen, and um, we're creating it together. And um, I think it's just gonna be really cool, you know? It's gonna be really uh, fun, and then we're also gonna have a cartoonist appear, uh, guest at each, you know, uh, camp comic book as well for the kids, and then um, it's, 
age range 12 to 17. Nice. I'm submitting an application. <laughs> not for my 11-year-old, but for myself. <laughs> Just so you know. All right, so uh, so we're we're heading into the home stretch here. Yes. Oh, dry those eyes. I have I've got lightning round questions for you. Yes. I've never Do done it. this before. I want to try this. Lightning okay. round questions. Do so we get to take part Do you want to hear the true believer song? The True Believer song. Yeah, because yeah. Charlie was getting all weepy-eyed over the kids. It goes like this. Yeah. True, we always have kids sing it. True Believer, face front, front come inside. inside. True Believer, on a magical ride. <laughs> You'll journey into mystery with tales to astonish you. Suspend your cynicism for a moment, maybe two. We'll take you to places incredible, fantastic, uncanny, spectacular, and true believers. Anyway, you should hear little yeah, kids sing it. That yeah. is amazing, and true quite frankly, believers. I want it to be the new theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and did you like the, how we get every, uh, yes. Jeff gets every uh, title so from the Marvel great. comics? Yeah. That's so great. Uh, as soon as you can work in a Fin Fang Foom reference. <laughs> oh my god. Fin Fang The dragon Foom. villain. The dragon villain. Uh, okay, lightning, lightning round. round. Lightning, lightning round. round. This is a question for John and John okay. alone. What comic book property that is not yet a movie or TV show should be a movie or TV show? Grew the one. Yeah! Oh, wow! Take that. Shut the door! <laughs> Charlie, shut That was amazing! Holy We're never going to get the deposit back. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Jeffrey, where is the most nerdtastic place or event that you've ever visited slash attended? Grew the Wanderer. Oh, <laughs> wow! Um, nerdtastic? Yeah. Uh, Ray Harryhausen's eyeballs. <laughs> They're lovely this time I of could year. drown in them. <laughs> Um, I, that's so. I, you know, I'm gonna say the Smithsonian, mm -hmm. only because I went to, was able to go to the Smithsonian and see some of like the Star Wars, the original Star Wars stuff, um, years ago before you know, like yeah. before you would go to every Comic Con and see everything, you know, everywhere. Yes. It was like. And when I was maybe a teenager or something, I saw something like that. I gave his answer at 10.5 years, got a 2. Charlie, that was, really that was a hard question. This question. isn't yeah, a lightning round, question. right? We need you're, to go faster. Yeah, I know. You're going to, while well, we get to judge you, what was the first comic book you ever read? Submariner number 6 versus the Tiger Shark. It had a Tiger Shark on the cover. <laughs> and it was amazing. And it was on the closet floor of our closet with Captain America comics. And I remember it was like Captain America, maybe 228 or something. And Tiger Shark looked so badass because he had a fin on his head like a mohawk. And I liked Tiger Shark like, a lot. And then I put on green swimming trunks and ran around the house, put feathers on my feet, and I flew! I flew! To the future. I flew to the future. I'm Charlie. sorry, we were looking for Gru the Wanderer. Oh, yes. sorry, I'm sorry. Gru the this Wanderer. This has been the lightning round on one point. All right, uh, one, Wait, he one more. He went into like full Rain Man mode, did there, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Not the uh, first time You know why? Because I got excited because I knew the answer. Yeah. Uh, so I right. want a new question. You're going to get a new question. Yes, John, what, <laughs> what is the best geeky toy you've ever owned as either a child or adult? Mm. Uh, uh, mm. Definitely the old school Millennium Falcon, the first initial oh, release awesome. of them. I had the whole set, but the Millennium Falcon is by far my favorite. Can't argue with that. Charlie, <laughs> redemption time. You're trapped on a desert island uh, or the planet Jakku or Tatooine or Arrakis. Your choice. Uh, what's your one desert island geeky Blu-ray? Grew the Wanderer because I'm in the future and, and I have it's been the produced. It's been <laughs> produced. Good. Thanks for playing. All right, Jeffrey. Last question. Oh, it's gonna be hard. It, and so it's hard. it's a three-parter. It's a three-parter. By the way, it was tattooed. So, oh. 
that's not that's a not movie. <laughs> I can tell you my favorite toy nice. was a what? Captain America who went on a cake. That's nice. Because there was no action figures. No. Oh. You had to play with cake. Cake decorations. <laughs> decorations. All right, here's your real question. It's, it's a three-parter. Who is your favorite doctor? That's a good one for you. Strange. Ooh, you should okay. ask. That's fine. <laughs> Who will answer? Who is, who is your favorite Star Wars? Mm. What is your favorite Star Wars? Mm. Okay. I, am I answering them all now or yeah. am I hearing them all? No. Speed round. Oh, speed Go. round. Sorry. So favorite doctor, favorite doctor. would be Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> Super nerdy. Good. I like Dr. I don't know Dr. Strange. Dr. Doom. Okay. Dr. Doom. What's your favorite Star Wars? Or Dr. No. Okay. What's Dr. your favorite Star Wars? Dr. Doctor. Dr. Professor. There should be a Dr. Professor. Favorite Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. None okay. of this Empire Strikes Episode Back four. is the better movie. Episode 4? Yes. There was no episode. He just knows four. it is Star Wars. It was Star Wars. That's how it was. <laughs> just episode four. Uh, and the final part of this three-part question: yes. Who is your favorite Star Wars doctor? <laughs> <laughs> was there a doctor in Star Wars? Uh, it's only I eighty eight, right? Two one B. Two one B. From I eighty eight. From I G eighty eight is a bounty hunter. I G eighty eight. So he's a doctor of pain. Yes. Uh, doctor Evazan from the Cantina. Wow. And now, and now from Force Awakens, there's that pleasant lady who says. You must be very brave <laughs> to Chewbacca or whoever. Well, I'm going to go outside the box oh. and say Dr. Lando Calrissian. Dr. Love. The Dr. Love. <laughs> How are you doing, Chewbacca? How are you doing, Chewbacca? All right, this is the time of the show where you plug, plug, plug. I want to know uh, where can people find you? Where do they hear your music? Where do they buy the music? Where do they Twitter follow you? Uh, How does it happen? You can find Zero Charisma on iTunes and at hgawesome.bandcamp.com, uh, rockcomicon.com. You can find all the information about uh, upcoming shows and things. Uh, Twitter, also Rock Comic Con, and H2 Awesome on Twitter as well. And Danny and the Targs, I'll plug that as well on Twitter. Um, I think that covers most of those things, right? You can find us on the interwebs. And rockcomiccon.com. Look us up and see if we're playing anywhere or doing a show. If you want us to come. Yeah. To where you right are. To, yeah, right absolutely. Us. You came right us. Sure. We, we, we come might, there. Maybe we'll tour again with Kirby Crackle. Yeah. Brad, what is your... Did you see The Force Awakens how many times? Um, thrice in the oh, theater. Three. Okay. And um, occasionally at home. My, I, I don't... This is, I'm, I'm going to end on this. It's a story that has nothing to do with you. So why am I telling it right no, now? No, I want to hear it. Do it. Um, uh, we purchased uh, <coughs> Force Awakens on the digital, on the iTunes. Mm-hmm. Who purchased it? The baby. <laughs> Good taste. Baby, baby with just an Apple remote purchased Force Awakens. <laughs> no way, are you so on one hand, as parents are like, oh crap, the kid has like this is it's it's that easy. And on the other hand, like it was Force Awakens. It was Force Awakens. So that's pretty good. He that's is, really he cool. is of our DNA. Nerd. Can we play a song out? Can we play Chinese? Sure, Miami? play a song out and uh, I, I never want this to end and, and yet it must. So by playing how old a is song. Charlie now? Um, is he two? Yeah, Charlie, how old are you? I'm uh, two. I'm two. I'm two the one who ordered the Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good at it, honey. <laughs> so good. You're so good. It's a Doctor Who song. Thank Don't you guys. Thank you, Thank you. Awesome. Hey Rosie T, do you know what you do to me? I've been traveling through time and space for the chance to talk to you. Got me thinking out loud that it's true. I might be your Doctor Who. We'll steal you out of the universe in a TARDIS built for two. Cause that's what I'm gonna do. 
If it gets me close to you And there's a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey way you make me feel I get so spacey-wacy whenever I'm with you And there's no curvy-wurvy, nappy way to prove my love is real It's just a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey way you make me feel Yeah! Na 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 To prove my love is real It's just a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey Way you make me feel That was the edited yeah. version. We had a woman on the subway walk away from us when we said that today. <laughs> so, you know, the New York subways. There are a lot of ways for you to make your life H2 awesomer. For all the latest news regarding when and where the band will be performing live, visit rockcomiccon.com. To see music and tour videos from the guys, visit YouTube and search for H2 Awesome Music, all one word. And when you're ready to pull the trigger and support the band, you can purchase their album Zero Charisma at h2awesomemusic.bandcamp.com. That's it for this episode of 1.21 Gigawatts. I'd love to hear what you think about our latest Sonic adventure. What did you like? What deserves a lump of coal? Leave me a message at the social media channels. What are those social media channels, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Thanks for asking. You can like the 1.21 Gigawatts Facebook page, where you can follow and discuss the latest film, TV, comic book, and genre entertainment news. On Twitter, I'm at 121Gigawatts, and come check out some pictures of my own geeky treasure trove and adventures at 1.21 underscore Gigawatts on Instagram. New pictures every day. You know what else is super convenient? You can find all of those feeds in one magnificent destination at the 1.21 Gigawatts website. It has photos, blog entries, every episode to date, newsletter sign-up information, and more. Get thee to www.121gigawatts.com and roll around in the nerdliness. Thanks to all of you that have been listening from episode to episode and have taken the time to share your comments. It truly, truly means more to me than you know. And speaking of thanks, huge gratitude to my main mix master, my sonic sorter, my acrobat of audio, composer, and my co-producer, David Cisco. You are and remain the best, Cisco. Dear listener, if you enjoyed this free travel-sized chunk of Geekitude, please do share it with a nerdy friend. You can follow, like, etc. all those social media accounts mentioned a few seconds ago and let people know that you're listening. 
I'm Brad Barton, and until next time, once again, here's nerd rock band H2Awesome with a live version of the amazing theme song they wrote for the podcast. Enjoy it, and have a great holiday season, preferably in that order. Bye-bye. Thank you.